Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. And I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week Dave and I pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player. We take it apart and look at it from a few different angles, dimensions, and aspects, and hopefully spread some knowledge to you guys out there in the listening audience and help you take your gigs and your gear to the next level. Um, We have a weekly podcast. You get a new episode every week from Practical Bass from May to September this year. We're in our second season of broadcast. I'm really happy to be here. And if you'd like to hear any of the uh, archives of Practical Bass, you can visit the practicalbass.com website. Any of the episodes available for listening or download there. If you'd like to give us some feedback, you're welcome to do that as well. Just email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. And Dave and I get all that email. We love to hear from listeners. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we are absolutely game to try it. So do get in touch with us. And we hope that you will share this podcast with your friends who are bass players and also your other musician friends who are not bass players. Maybe your loved ones. Maybe your dog. We're not, we're not discriminating against anyone. We, we want as big an audience as possible, I think. But uh, yeah, you can easily find us on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, or just about any podcatching app that's out there. Simply search for Practical Bass, and when the subscribe link comes, just hit it, and you'll automatically be subscribed and get a new episode every week. So what are we going to talk about this week, Dave? This week we're talking about where our hands have been spending so much time. This is a PG-rated podcast, Dave. You know that, right? Right? (laughs) Paul, we're talking about neck finishes. Oh, neck finishes. Neck finishes. Womp, womp. Okay, I get it. Yeah. You clever guy. You trapped me. Right? Like, I didn't know what that topic was going to be until you said it, and then I was surprised. I know, and then you were like, oh, it's... It's. It was the one that was on our computer. Uh, I'm gonna. This is. I can't wait to hear the comments on this episode. Like we, you know, the, the hokey, our hokey beginning. <laughs> Dave and I have become broadcasters from the '60s. <laughs> Neck finishes. Why am I accenting the finishes? Finishes. I don't know. We we transform when we get behind the mics. It's like this is the outlet from our 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 crazy work week. Yeah. Is, is coming and talking to you guys out there. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, but we are going to talk about neck finishes. There's uh, several different types out there. Um, it's may seem, it may seem like an odd choice of topic, mm-hmm. but there's not just a knowledge aspect, but we're actually going to spend some time at the end of the episode talking to you about how you can change the finish of your neck. Uh, there's a specific change that a lot of bassists like to make, and we're going to talk to you about how you can do that yourself. It's really simple. It takes about less than $10 of uh, investment for some materials, and you can go to town. Um, yeah, so maybe before that, how do we want to start this, I guess? You know, I was thinking, right, one of the cool things, there's for me, the, the podcast, this bass podcast is a blast because – so much of it comes out of just conversation that you and I have off mic. Yeah. And even, you know, we've had, you know, we have these topics kind of lined up, but this one in particular came out of a conversation that we had less than a week ago. And it was one of those where you were just talking about 
we were talking about neck finishes. You had done something. I realized like, wow, I don't know anything about that. That's awesome. I had no idea. And then we don't even really think about it at that time. Yeah. It's not until we start like planning the podcast and we're like, oh, so what should we do? And all these things just like spring out. Yeah, like, we're like, oh, oh, what about the thing we talked about yeah, last what about, week? Yeah, like just right a week ago. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It is so cool because this is like, these are these kind of like odd topics that are within the world of bass and music. Yeah. That are important like they yeah. do kind of peak up so yeah you know the so the whole conversation was really around um you know paul working with his neck which i just wouldn't like it's just something for me that i honestly don't even know like what types of necks neck finishes are out there yeah. I, like i know because i i've played many bases and yeah. i kind of like know what they all i know that i've experienced them yeah but i but didn't know thinking like, like what's what is like, why does this one feel good? Maybe this right. one is less, or maybe this one looks great or feels different, but then, you know, I play it and not so sure about it or whatever. Right. Yeah. So there's like, there's different finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, the one I think people run into, if you, you know, you go out and buy a new instrument off the shelf in a lot of cases, not all, but in many cases, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the budget category, but even in the high cost category, you're going to find glossy finishes out there, um, you know, might be poly gloss coating um, or a nitro. If it's if it's a higher end mm. instrument or if it's an older one, it might be glossy with a nitro cellulose lacquer. And, you know, you're going to be able to look at it and, and, and tell what type it is because it's it's really shiny, like the finish on a new right. car shiny. If you went to the store right now. And you bought, let's say, like here's an example of a very popular base model that is, I would say, for the price, a very it's a great budget model, which is mm -hmm. um, a, a Getty Lee, uh, uh, the overseas made jazz base, not the USA one because that's yeah. like you know two grand or something like that. But right. um, the the overseas model, which I think goes for like six or seven hundred dollars, something yep. like that. You know, and yeah, that's not two or three hundred, but it is for the money one of the best sounding bases I think that you can find out there. That's a jazz type bass, right? And if you turn that over and you look at the back of the neck, it is going to be a glossy, you know, poly finished uh, gloss on the on the back of the neck, right? Um, so you know, the one thing that I find with those bases like that is, well, they look they look great, right? But mm -hmm. what I find is that the friction on the back of that neck can get high. Like if you've ever had a point where you like, you kind of move your, if you're somebody who secretes a lot of, you know, gunk or whatever mm -hmm. on your hand and you know, you try moving your hand and like, you feel like you get stuck sometimes. Right. That can often happen with, with glossy necks because, you know, there's a high friction against that, that gloss. Right. Especially if you, you know, if you play heavily on the neck. Um, you know, I try and avoid that, but I've seen people who play very heavily and otherwise great players, but you know, the glossy neck really can slow them down when right. they're trying to switch, you know, position. Um, you know, kind of like getting like Indian burn on your knee. Yeah. Yeah. In a basketball court. Yeah. In, in PE. Yeah. Like a, yeah, you get like, like neck burn on your right. hand, on your thumb. <laughs> it sucks. Why do, so why do they actually like is it just for like visual effect that they're covering it or is it no, to protect the neck? It's you know, 
poly a poly finish like that is like it's virtually impregnable basically mm-hmm. um it's not that it can't be dented if you were to whack it hard enough but it's going to reflect most like most minor dings right. are going to just ping off the finish yeah and not damage the wood or anything underneath and so that's yeah. the safest finish to have in an instrument that's going to be in a store mm-hmm. and is going to pass through a lot of hands right. before it gets to its owner got it right mm-hmm. so another type of finish that you'll find and i this i would bet this is probably the most popular finish that you're going to find um is a satin or a matte finish and that's going to be less shiny it's not going to be as thick mm-hmm. if you look at the if you look at the back of that neck like you hold it under some lights it's not going to reflect them as much you know it's not going to be like a mirror or something like right that. You know, lights are going to look soft or blurry in it, um, and it's also going to have less friction, um, but it still has pretty good protection yeah. uh, against against moisture. And you know, sometimes what you find is like, you know, you'll find you can find that that level of finish, uh, you know, either under a poly finish sometimes, mm-hmm. or depending on how the guitar was made. Um, or you'll find that, you know, that is a way that people will sometimes strip the guitar neck and then they'll build up a satin finish right. on it. Um, and, you know, they're very popular because of the fact that it's, you know, quite a bit less friction, but it still looks nice and it's still highly protective. Right. Um, another, you know, another level of finish, maybe another level down if we want to talk about like from thickest to least thick. The next one, I guess, would be a, a, a tongue oil or a linseed oil right. finish. Um, and that oil helps seal the wood against moisture and other gook that might get into it. Right. It doesn't provide really as much finish, so it may not reflect nearly as much even as a satin finish. Sometimes they will, but not always. Yeah. And you're going to feel the wood a lot more than with other finishes. Like the wood, the 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 character of the wood you'll be able to feel it under your hands. Mm-hmm. Interesting, um, right? Yeah, and I mean, so like we have so so I know people are at home uh, listening are not going to are not going to necessarily see this, but I'm I'm going to pass Dave a base here that's kind of got a satiny finish on it and so he can compare that. Oh, I so, love it. Hold on. I'm going okay. to pass you my base, one of my bases here that is out for this this purpose. So that is a base that right. you know, I kind of redid uh-huh. This sort of satiny finish, and if you want to, if you want to really feel the difference, um, go up to the headstock oh. and kind of behind the headstock where you know I haven't touched the headstock. Totally, at all. feel the difference between running your finger that and running your finger on the neck. It's actually day and night. Yeah, it really is. Ooh. It really is. And I have to tell you, after I did that to that bass, I could not put it down. I could not put it down. I played it like every night for like a week. It's like fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, way faster. So that's like an example of like uh-huh. a yeah, you know, more of a satin finish. But if you wanted to go like, I would say one of the one of the best finishes. And I'm honestly, I am not sure what this finish is. I it may be an oil finish, right? Or it's like one of the best satin finishes that I've ever felt, which is um, on a Music Man Stingray that I have. Okay. Um, this and it's like a yeah. You know, this is a real U.S. Stingray. I don't think you'll necessarily find this on like the the subs or the um, right. What is the other one that they make? That's like a 
like a sterling. There's a sterling. No, I'm not sure it's the sterling, but there's, there's some a sterling other, sub. Yeah, there's right? like an OLP copy or whatever. Oh, right. Like none of those yeah. are going to feel like this. But hang on, I'm going to hand you this base. Okay. I can't believe I got that out of there without damaging it. There That's you go. Amazing. It's good base handling. But yeah, so that, in my opinion, oh. now you're going to feel a little bit of gloss and a little mm -hmm. bit of maybe there. I, I know that that neck is not completely clean because I have not cleaned it in a couple years, mm -hmm. and I haven't I haven't hardly played it in a couple years either. But I realized when I took it out tonight, wow, I need to clean this thing. But if you can feel like there, definitely is a difference between that base and yeah. this one, right? I would call that probably the most comfortable finished neck that I've ever played on to date. Um, and I, I have a feeling the owner may have done something. The original owner may have done something to it before I got it. And that's why right. I'm not sure whether, like, I'm not sure whether to attribute that to, you know, the Ernie ball folks right. or, to this guy, but I just know that that is one of the nicest feeling necks as far as just running your, your thumb up and down on it. Yep. I'm convinced that's more of an oil finish because you can feel the wood. Right. Under, you can, you can feel it under your hand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it actually, it feels phenomenal. I mean that, so the other one that you worked on super fast Super nice, smooth, and dry also. Like, I can feel the difference because once I put my my thumb, once I slide it back onto the headstock, like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I didn't realize my hand was, like, moist or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, it just picks that up so quickly yeah. and it's really nice. But this, yeah. I feel like I'm actually, like, I can feel the wood. Yeah. Yeah, that one really, like, the wood comes through on, right. that, on that stingray. It's, it's pretty amazing. So, so, anyway, the... Yeah, you know, the idea I think is that you know, these finishes really do have a big impact on on how you play. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I you know I did this thing to the the neck on um you know on this base, and after I did it, I just like I had to play it like right. every night. I loved it. It was like falling in love with it again. The um you know I guess the other thing uh, we we kind of got a little bit off track because I was talking about these oil finishes, but you know now that you're trying one that I think is is like that, yeah. Um, I think there are a couple points to make about these oils. Right. right? They, they um, y y to finish a neck properly with an oil, like you usually have to end up sanding and refinishing several times, mm -hmm. and it's it's a much higher number if you go with tongue oil. And you know, just to let people know, we talk about tongue oil or linseed oil. You have to be very careful about what you buy if you're going to work on an on a on a base neck. Um, if you're look, talking about linseed oil, you want boiled linseed oil, what they call boiled. Okay. And what that means is essentially it's got some, there are some um, additives in it that are, right. that help it dry faster. Right. If you don't get, if you get raw linseed oil, like it's going to be months before you can play that base because you have to oil it and then you're going to have to wait weeks for it to like cure before you can, uh -oh. uh, before you can sand it and then work on it again. So it's going to be several that's, iterations of that. That's super anticlimactic. Yeah. Like no one wants to do that. <laughs> um, tongue oil is, uh, is a little bit different in that it takes a lot of passes because of the, the chemical composition of tongue oil. Right. The way that it's structure, it's molecular structure is it's, it's bonds. So you end up having to use it like you have to put many, many more coats of that down. Now, when you do, 
you know, there is, there is a, 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 there is a bit of quality difference, but it's not enormous. And I would say maybe yeah. not worth all that extra time. So right. linseed oil is a, a pretty good choice if you're going to do that. But anyway, the point is these, whatever these types of oils are, if you, you generally apply them to bare wood and then that way you're going to get the feel of the wood, but it's going to be sealed with the oil against moisture. And you may have to actually you have right. to clean it more often and you may have to re, you know, retreat it periodically as well. Right. And cleaning is just like a, just a normal cleaning process, but the retreating, that's like m more of the oil you're saying. Yeah, it might be. So, you know, the way you clean, uh, the, the back of a guitar, uh, the back of a guitar bass neck, um, there's like this stuff called naphtha and okay. which is it's N A P H T H A naphtha. Naphtha. And honestly, it's actually more or less lighter fluid. Now I'm not saying go out and do light, like don't go out and get lighter fluid and do this because lighter fluid has, you may have other impurities and additives and things that you do not want. Right. Touching your, your, your base finish. But naphtha is essentially like it's, it's kind of a solvent and you mm -hmm. use it to get gunk off of stuff. Okay. But you have to be careful when you use it. You don't use a lot and you just apply it to a nice clean cloth and then you rub the back of the neck gently you, you, know, you want it to be gently and you don't want to spend a huge amount of time doing it because all you're trying to do is remove gook. If you, right. if you really work it in there, you're going to strip the finish off of it if you're not careful. Oh, uh, right. So okay. it, it, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. It's just, you know, what you don't want to do is like, don't pretend like you're belt sanding the neck with the nap. Right. <laughs> right. Just, you know, it's just like a, like a rub, like you would rub, I don't know, a dog's fur or something right. like that. And you know, you get through the neck pretty quickly. Great. You're done. Yeah. And then one other point, I guess, about naphtha and these oils that is important to point out is um, safety. These things are highly flammable. Naphtha is, it, I mean, it essentially is like lighter fluid. Right. Do not use this. Do not clean your base near open flames, not while smoking, you know, nothing like that. Don't do it around like a, you know, no, a like, barbecue pit or- No romantic like candlelit neck cleaning yeah like by the fireplace by the fireplace on the bear rug <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> don't do that you can love your base just don't love your base yeah just use leds right, <laughs> right. no candle lights exactly <laughs> so yeah and and these oils right tongue and linseed oil again also you know they're highly flammable and more yeah. than that you also have to be careful if you're using rags or stuff with those oils on them right like if if you're tossing them like you can't just bundle them up and throw them in a trash can because believe it or not they can actually spontaneously combust awesome yeah um it's it, it's been known to happen it's not often but the eat like the most like the safest way to get rid of them is to have a little like a, a steel pail like a paint pail or something like that right fill it with water and put them in there okay then, then you're safe absolutely safe at that point. right so yeah just a little point of safety all right so we talked about cleaning wow. the back of the neck um so how would you like to hear how i went so you've you've touched this base yeah. and by the way the base that that dave was admiring so i've got I do have a few instruments. One of them, uh, another, what I feel is like one of the best budget bases you can buy. At least it, uh, I have. I haven't tried a recent one. Yeah. But at the, you know, at least at the time I bought the, at the when I bought this, uh, what three years ago, mm -hmm. um, it's a Sire V7. It's one of those Marcus Miller bases from overseas in Indonesia. It still is getting a lot of 
write up. Like I still continually read, you know, bang for the buck. It it Boom. absolutely is. I mean, it sounds phenomenal for you know for what it cost. Uh, it's unbelievable. But you know, it has this very like you can look at this headstock. It is a highly yeah. glossy finish. I mean, it's it's beautiful. But on the back of the neck, the one thing that I've always been annoyed by is that finish was just so thick right on the back of the neck. And I don't like I don't my fingers don't like I don't get a lot of oil and sweat and gunk, but you know, some. Sure. And it was just, you know, just enough to kind of bug me. So here's what I did with this base. And and I figured, you know, this is not my most expensive base. And so I'm gonna take the plunge. I'm gonna try this out. By the way. Just so you all know, this is the conversation that got this topic started. And it is. Paul started telling me this, and I I started to get anxiety. Did you like start to spray out in a sweat? Yeah, because you know I'm like the one or two base guy at a time. Sand my so it's base. like, oh, but what if <laughs> you done what, Paul? You sanded your base. Oh my God! He done did it this time, Paul. You done it this time. Oh, cheapers. It, it, it's so scary. <laughs> it is a cheapers <laughs> moment for me. So, yeah, so go for it. To be honest, wow. I'd never done it before either. So, you know, I, I'd never taken yeah. a fin- I mean, I knew the difference, but I'd never taken a finish myself, like down myself. Right. So here's what I did. I decided this is not, and I'm just telling people out there, this, what I'm going to describe here is not a radical move. It is not a complete refinishing of your base. It is simply... Uh, changing the quality of the finish mm-hmm. s- to something that you might find a little more uh, enjoyable. If you have right. a highly glossy neck, um, this is one way to kind of cut down on that a bit. So uh, what you do is you need a, you need a few uh, materials. Like mm-hmm. I said, you're probably going to want naphtha, or if you have another cleaning solution for your neck uh, yeah. that, that's made for, for guitar necks or finish, you can use that. That's fine. I would do not use polish. You don't want to polish the, your your neck right before you do this. Right. But if it is actual actual cleaning solution, that's what you want. Yep. So naphtha is a good place to start. Just get the gunk off the back, um, especially if you you play your bass a lot. You, it's going to be gunked up. You yep. might not even be able to see it, but get it off there. Um, the next couple things you need are uh, a pack of six hundred grit. Uh, wet dry sandpaper you can probably probably find it at any mm-hmm. hardware convenience store um i found it just down the street at our local true value yeah cha-ching no I'm, we're not getting any <laughs> money from them but uh yeah i mean picked up was like a couple bucks for a pack of sandpaper 600 yeah. you want 600 grit and maybe what they call extra fine or extra extra fine that's what you want don't you know don't overbuy like oh if 600 is good i should get a thousand that's not how it works Right. I'm telling you, stick with the 600. You're going to yep. be fine. Um, and then the other thing you want is quadruple zero steel wool. And that's like, it'll be labeled literally like number sign zero, 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 zero steel wool. Now, or is it, or is it hashtag zero, 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 hashtag zero. quad zero <laughs> pound. <laughs> There's probably like like sincerely handy people out there who know what that really is. They're like, "What are you talking? Like, no one yeah. calls it that." <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a handy person. So anyway, it's number sign zero 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 zero. That's what I know. Right. Quad zero steel wool. Okay, and uh, so oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention something about if if you're freaked out by the whole NAFTA thing. Like, if we scared you, 
did you know you can also use distilled vinegar to clean your guitar finish and oh. your bass finish? That it is absolutely safe huh. for all finishes, but your instrument might smell like a pickle afterwards. So right, you know, isn't that the whole thing with vinegar? Like I feel like every like your body can be because now my wife is drinking vinegar in the morning, like vinegar? a shot of vinegar. Really? Like you can clean your coffee maker. It cleans There's everything. All sorts of things that vinegar is good for. But like. I, I remember like cleaning my old coffee makers with vinegar and it's like, oh cool. Now I have vinegar flavored coffee. Yeah, you gotta run like three pots through it uh, before it even goes away. Just throw it, it away close. and just buy another yeah. one. Ugh. Look. <laughs> Yucky. No, but that's cool. That's a great substitute and, and a household product yeah. that is Yeah, and you might have it just, you know, hanging around in your shelf. But you know, just make sure it's distilled. You don't want to use like apple cider vinegar or something right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, so getting back to the point, if you know, I think we talked about the sandpaper, we talked about the steel wool. Now you also want to prepare your base a little bit. So you do need to be careful if you have a rosewood fingerboard, uh, like mm. most bases have a maple neck and either, a, you know, a maple fingerboard or a rosewood fingerboard. So right. if you have something that is, you know, if we're talking about a base that is very, very expensive or using a highly exotic wood. This will probably work. I in those cases, I would be surprised to have a very glossy finish on that because people who buy those woods yep. want the feel of the wood too. Right. So more often than not, if you're buying a very expensive base like that, it's going to have a tongue oil finish on that exotic wood. Right. So let's forget about those guys for a minute, right? Because yeah. most of us are you know playing instruments that are not five thousand dollars or more. Yeah. So you probably have a maple neck and a rosewood or a maple fingerboard. So if you have a rosewood fingerboard or if you have binding on the side uh, of your base, what you want to do is you want to tape that off. You can get painter's tape at the hardware store or mm. plain old masking tape will work fine. It will not damage your finish. Yep. Um, it would have to be on there for a very, very long time and go through a lot of seasonal changes before causing a problem. So um, tape off those things. And I know that may sound fidgety, but you know, what you don't want is you don't want to sand your binding and like, you know, cause cracks down the down right. the road or, you know, end up sanding some of your rosewood or something like that because you weren't, you know, you didn't want to take the two minutes. I'm telling you, take the two minutes. Right. <laughs> the other thing you might want to do is tape off the headstock. And I just mean like, you know, lay a bit of, lay a bit of tape down at the boundary where the headstock is. If the headstock is all is, um, is specially finished or something like that, you want that protected. Mm -hmm. Um, or if you know, you just don't, you don't want the gloss on that to go away just cause you're, you know, deglossing the neck. Um, and finally, if you're able to, if you feel comfortable doing it, you can remove the neck for best results. Now I didn't do that. I'm very comfortable removing base necks, but I didn't do it. I didn't feel it was necessary. Yeah. It totally is not. Um, if you don't take the neck off, do tape the base finish at the joint. Right. So that you don't end up, you know, uh, inadvertently sanding it. Right. right. You don't, you don't want to hit it with the sandpaper and then find out, oh, you left this huge, you know, this cloudy area where you right. ran the sandpaper over it or something like that. So just tape it off and then you can, you know, be safe and and happy. Um, and finally, this is something that not everyone remembers to do, but it's important. Tape over the pickups, especially if they have those magnetic, you know, the if the, the pole pieces can be seen. Even uh -huh. if even if you can't, you should still do it. But especially in those cases, um, because we're going to use steel wool and little bits of that steel wool come off and they can get down in the pickups and do all oh. sorts of nasties down there. So you don't want huh. to have to clean that off the magnets right. in, in your pickups. That right. would be awful. 
So tape over the tape over huh. the pickups as well. Um, and I just used a couple strips of painter's tape and just, you know, went right over top of them. Right. All right. So you're going to clean the back of the neck. We already talked about that. And then the next thing that you want to do is get your 600 grit sandpaper, tear off a piece and fold it up so you can hold onto it. And then you're just going to sand up and down the neck, not sideways. So when I say up and down the neck, I mean, you know, from the head to the, yep. to the heel, right? Not across, right? But just up and down and you're going to do it with short strokes back and forth and light pressure on the neck. Don't spend too long in one area, like move gradually yep. down the neck or up the neck. Um, and if you need to, what you're going to, well, what you're going to see is you turn the sandpaper over, you're going to see white, like there's this white stuff. That's essentially little, little pieces of the, the like poly, the poly. whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and you're just trying to get like a consistent, that's it, which is why it's like super light and yep. just, yep. just, you know, you want to have a little more pressure there. Because you are using sandpaper, right. right? You don't need to be too delicate. We are literally trying to sand off some polyurethane. Right, but you don't want to actually change the shape right. of the neck. Right, right. <laughs> you don't want to come out with a divot. Like, exactly. Oh, I really got that part of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bump here where I like to stay. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, believe me, when you're working with fine sandpaper like 600 grit, you're not going to get right. gigantic changes. It's just, you know, it's just smart to keep it moving and, you know. Yeah. Do a few passes, and I would say probably within two or three passes of the whole neck, you're going to be able to detect a difference in the finish. Yeah, so I was going to I was going to ask, so you'll actually see the color change on it compared to where... Yeah, you may not, well, you may not exactly see the color, but what you will see is it'll, like the finish will become dull. Yep. It won't completely go away. It's still going to feel very smooth, but it will no longer be, have that like thick, glossy... Right character anymore like it'll be it will still shine a little bit but under lights like you won't see the reflections like a mirror it'll be more like kind of a soft glow um and that's about the right place to be and i again i'd say two to three passes will probably do it don't be afraid to do more um i would say if you start to see wood dust you've gotten then you probably taken off a little too much now that that is not a disaster I would say if you get down to the wood in one area, you're committed at that point. And so you should try and get it down to the wood everywhere. And then at that point, you could take some, you know, get some linseed oil. Again, the boiled linseed oil. You would add that to a cloth. You kind of rub it in, uh, you know, gently but completely over that whole, over the whole surface of the neck. And you basically leave it for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then you come back and wipe it off. Now, okay. that is if you get too far, right? But right. let's go back to the point where, you know, if you haven't gone completely crazy, yeah. even after three, four, five passes of the neck, you're probably still not going to see um, the wood at that point. Right. So, but you will have a big difference in the finish. So you can, you know, again, wipe it clean with a cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, dry or a wet cloth? A dry cloth. Like a dry cloth. Yeah, we don't want any water introduced at this point. Right, just, right. Just get a dry cloth and, and knock that out of there. And now the last thing you're going to do is get your steel wool, just pull off a, like a Brillo pad sized bit out of your pack of steel wool. Yep. And that is even finer than the sandpaper. So now what you can do is you can, you know, you can dig in a little bit. You don't want to get super, like you don't want to press super hard, but right. you don't have to be, what you don't want to do is you don't have to wuss out right. on, the, on the, on the, uh, the steel wool. You can use the same amount of pressure you did with the sandpaper, more or less, and 
what that's going to do is it's even finer and it's going to kind of even out any little inconsistencies in right. what you did. Okay. Yep. Sure. So you probably huh. don't have to do more than maybe two passes of the neck for that to work. You, you rub it the same yep. way, you know, up and down in short strokes all the way up and down the neck. And then when you're done, you know, take a look at the neck and I can guarantee you're going to love what you see at the end of that. And then, you know, you're going to end yeah. up playing that bass probably for the next like, you know, week with, you know, no, no stopping. Um, and you know, I, I guess there, there is a cleanup thing also. Um, yeah. you know, the tape is all still on your base at this point. Now, before you remove the tape from your pickups, um, depending on how you did the, like how you were situated, you may want to take a look at that. And if you see some, like you're gonna have to look pretty closely, but if you see some steel wool boots and stuff there, you might want to like get a vacuum cleaner and with an attachment and just kind of run a vacuum cleaner really quickly over the, over that area. Right. Right. To, right, right. Yeah. Right. Just to pick up those little bits. Now uh, this, that rarely happens. Um, I think if, if you're like holding the base upright, like on your lap and you're, you know, literally holding it like vertically, yeah, you're probably not going to see as much of that happening, especially if, you know, you're, you're working pretty quickly, Yep. but it's always a good idea to check. Once you've checked all that, Take the tape off your base. You're ready to rock. And, yeah. and you know, if you have, obviously you may need to reattach the neck if you went to that trouble of taking it off. Yeah. So that's actually like it's mind blowing for me because you're so in essence, like you're just taking off. You're taking off a, a piece of whatever that poly like yeah. yeah coating is. Yeah, you're kind of like eating into it a bit, basically. Like right. you're thinning it out slightly. It's right. still like it is still there. And there is some, and there is the protection that it offers, but it's no longer this thick, right. frictiony kind of thing. Now you've kind of changed it significantly to where it's because you're not adding you know, anything back after that. That's right. That's right. unless if what you're saying is if you end up eating into the wood. Yeah. Different story. Now yeah. you have to create a layer. Like yeah. you need to give it some protection because yeah. now it's just exposed, which obviously the moisture from our hands or whatever, yeah. like you got to protect your neck. Right. Right. Absolutely. Huh. And you know, there are bases out there that have bare wood necks. Like you'll find those antique road warrior bases, like some, yeah. you know, old, old base and you know, it'll be bare wood and it, you know, maybe it hasn't been taken care of, but it still feels fantastic. Cause right. it's been polished by, you know, a million nights of thumbs running up and down. Right. And you know, it may feel great, you you probably don't want to refinish a base like that because part of the value is that it is exactly what it is and not, right. you, know, you haven't done anything to it. Yeah. But for other instruments, like what I don't want people to leave here thinking that what that is that I described is is a refinish. You, it, it's not really a refinishing of the base. Like all we've done is we've kind of stripped away some of the finish that's there without it being you know the whole. Kind of, nine yards kind of like a partial definish yeah yeah and 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 also don't be scared if you do get to that point of like like you end up on the the bare wood there's nothing wrong with that people do that like on purpose and i'm i'm actually mm -hmm. considering like i may do that with this base eventually just to do it just to say i've done it right you know take it down to the bare wood and again you know treating it with linseed oil uh, or tongue oil at that point like it is it is not nearly as hard as it sounds. You don't need to be a craftsman to do it. But on the other hand, if you're if it makes you uneasy, take it to somebody and let them do it. A luthier or a right. you know a repair person who knows how to how to refinish instruments, they'll be happy to do this for you. It's it's 
really not hard at all. It may take them a, a you know a few days or a week to get through all the coats of you know oil and sanding that have to happen. But yeah. you know when you get that back, it you know you may find it's worth it. I think the way that I talked about, which literally takes like at most twenty minutes, um, uh-huh. is it's cheap, it's easy, costs you ten bucks in materials, and yep. you know half an hour of time to do everything. And when you get done, you're gonna really like the way the instrument feels. Like I. I can almost guarantee most bass players are going to be much yeah. happier with that kind of neck. Yeah, I can like the second that I put that in my and and I've I've played that bass before. Yeah, you played it before and after. Now. Just like just my hand getting on there was like I don't, I just wanted to you know get all over that Set neck. Set out and groove. Yeah, I want to get all over that neck. Yep. It yep. just it's there's like no you know, nothing stopping you. You're kind of like, woo, yeah. here I go. Yeah. Super Get down nice. on it. <clears throat> Get down on it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally felt that way after I finished. So very cool, man. Well, hopefully people, yeah, hopefully people enjoyed that. That was definitely very practical. And, um, you know, we, we try and do a topic of you know, different kinds of interest for you guys every week here on practical base. And, you know, whether you got something out of this episode or not, we would love to hear from you. Uh, an easy way to do that is email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can visit our website, practicalbase.com. You can leave us feedback on the forum there. You can contact us through our Facebook group or our Facebook page um, or via Instagram or Twitter. Um, we definitely love to hear from you guys in any way possible. If you have topics to suggest or questions that you like answered, feel free to send them our way. We'd love to answer those uh, in viewer mail segments. So, you know, don't be shy and please, please, please. If there's one thing that you do, share this podcast with your musician friends and you know, recommend it to them if you like it um, and ask them to subscribe. We hope you will too. It's really easy. Just use Apple podcasts on your phone. Uh, if you have an iPhone or um, iTunes on your Mac, you can use Google play music on just about any device of any kind uh, or um, Stitcher radio. We're on lots of other podcatching apps as well. Just search for Practical Bass. When you see our black and white logo, hit the subscribe button and you'll get a new weekly episode delivered to you with all of its crunchy goodness. uh, Until next time, I'm Paul Freels. And I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening. They're um, they're a lot quieter than the old laundry machines too. Like I do, I really like. Yeah. But I'll tell you that when they when they spin up though, it definitely spins. Like the washer spins faster than our old washer ever did. It's yeah. not as loud, but when it spins up, man, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, is it gonna is it gonna blow up? Yeah. The first couple times I got really bent out of shape about it. I'm like, oh my God, is it okay? And I kept looking at it and it's like, no, that's just how it works. Yeah, you could if you ever get like a like a guest that you don't want, like a rodent or a snake, and they end up in there, you could just hit go on the spin cycle. That'll be it. (laughs) I don't know why. It'll just take them apart at the molecular level. (laughs) 